HRN listeners. As we celebrate our 15th year, we are deepening our commitment to giving voice to the next generation of food system storytellers, and we need your help. Our internship and fellowship programs help activate new possibilities for underrepresented and underestimated young people through experiential journalism, audio engineering, and production training. Through these unique programs, HRN helps food equity stewards build essential workforce readiness skills that expand their potential and foster economic mobility. Please consider supporting these critical programs. And with a minimum donation, you can be entered to win a dinner for two at an amazing restaurant in one of eight cities and tickets to a concert at a great venue in one of those cities. We have incredible partners across the country who have donated as they also share our passion for helping to educate the next generation of food system storytellers. Check out heritageradionetwork.org 15 to donate and enter to win today. That's heritageradionetwork.org 15 to donate and enter to win today. And make sure you donate before March 31st. Thank you. This piece was brought to you by Roberta's, robertaspizza.com. You're listening to Heritage Radio Network. We're a member-supported food radio network broadcasting over 35 weekly shows live from Bushwick, Brooklyn. Join our hosts as they lead you through the world of craft brewing, behind the scenes of the restaurant industry, inside the battle over school food, and beyond. Find us at heritageradionetwork.org. So you don't shun the devil with your rock and roll load. Knows that country music's gonna save your soul. The devil that rhythm and blues that sound. It's gonna get you sound in the end. Welcome back to the Speakeasy. I'm Damon Bolte. And my name is Souther Teague. Buddy. Welcome. How, How you doing? doing? It's been a while. I know. We had like back-to-back, each of us was missing weeks. Yeah. <laughs> That's all right. Well... Now the listeners know that. <laughs> there was studio magic. Yeah, there's always studio we magic. Pre-recorded some shows. Live from the future. Um, I was in San Francisco last week. Hell yeah. And um, man, had a great time. It's a great town to have a great time in. What'd you yeah. do? Um, I, just, I had all the food and all the drinks, and uh, it was really great. Got to meet some really cool people. Um, got to see some old friends. Um, you know, we, we've been working on the... The bar here in the studio. Hell and yeah. Got to hang out with my really dear friend, Amanda Womack, who works for Jägermeister. Oh, and, yes. Uh, so we got a, a really nice mixing glass. Oh, for the nice. Studio from, thank you, Amanda. Um, let's get that. Uh, yay. <laughs> the bar is coming together. Yeah. Got to uh, hang out at uh, Comstock, and my buddy Pip gave me a really cool, like, uh, Fernet Branca pin. Uh, our buddies from Infinium out there actually ran into me at uh, ABV. Gave me a, a San Francisco Fernet Bronca coin. I uh, got to hang out at uh, one of my favorite places. Um, this is my like third time going there. Have you ever been to Leo's Oyster Bar? No, but I saw. I was watching your Instagrams. Yeah, man. Um, so I want to give a quick shout out to them. Um, it was really cool. We were hanging out there. Uh, our friend from uh, the Creek Oysters spotted me there, mm-hmm. and uh, she sent us uh, some extra stuff from uh, from the uh, the ocean. That was cool. And then... Um, delights from the sea. Delights from the sea. Fuit de mer. Yeah. That means fruits from the sea. And then... <laughs> and then... Yeah. Yes. So then we were at uh, we were at Leo's Oyster Bar, and uh, it was just like one of the nicest experiences. I mean, obviously, you know, you go to Tadich Grill, and you have the Chipino, and uh, I, I love going to see uh, Shanti over at uh, the uh, House of Shields, mm-hmm. you know? Um, but then uh, we were hanging out at Leo's, and uh, they were just... Really great people. Brandy, the manager, was super nice. Armando, the waiter. Um, one of the bartenders, Guy, he came in. Like He heard that I, I was hanging out there, and he listens to the show. Hell and yeah, he does. So he came in on his day off and made us a round of shots. Like, <laughs> <laughs> made us some snackeries. That's it, awesome. I he's... was like, what the hell's going on here, man? And so it was like a really cool experience. Got to record some music with the band. Hell uh, yeah, brothers. Slice. Yeah, it was like a really great experience. Got a couple of new songs, so maybe, maybe we'll switch up the uh, theme song for the show. That sounds awesome. Yeah, but it's a good time. What have you been up to, man? I've just been working, man. Uh, almost, uh, well, I, I hesitate to say it, but yesterday was sort of the deadline for all of the book stuff. So we had the final photo shoot at Amori Margo in the daytime. We had uh, we had the photographer, Ed, uh, Eric Mesker, stay over a little bit later uh, and get, go into opening. So he got some sort of action shots of the bar filling up with people. Um, so hopefully... The bulk of it's behind me. Mo- I, um, I know that I said the deadline was yesterday, but so I didn't quite get everything in. But from here on out, it's pretty much just editing, polishing, and and packaging. 
Nice. So that's a huge sort of relief uh, to get that off my shoulders. And then, you know, there's fantastic new projects in the works. Are you going to, like, when you when you finish with this book project, are you going to just, like, throw your iPhone in the East River and Maybe symbolically, <laughs> no. Maybe I'll, I'll 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 press the button for live recording on Instagram stories, so it can you can see it hurdle itself into the river. <laughs> nice, that'd be cool. All right, man. I look forward to that. Yeah. Hey, well, why don't you uh, introduce our guest today? Sure. Today's show, uh, we're going to talk about uh, um, Haitian rums uh, with Katie Perry. Hey, Katie, welcome to the studio. Hi. Thanks for having me. Good to see you. Also in the studio is our dear, dear friend, Katie, uh, uh, Kimmy Winkler. She's just hanging out, but she might chime in from time to time and tell us a little bit about Kashasa. Hi, Kimmy. Hi. 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 <laughs> Uh, Katie, what's going on? How are you? You just recently moved to New York City. Yeah, I did. I just moved here from Seattle back in November, so I'm going on five months here. Now, Seattle is a great town, and there's a ton of cool stuff going on out there. What would make you say, I mean, uh, other than New York is the coolest town, what (laughs) would make you say, I'm going to bounce out of Seattle and move to New York? Uh, Working for the the company that I'm working for now, um, I have the the honor and the privilege of bringing Claren, a Haitian Basically, Haitian moonshine into the country for the first time. <laughs> Haitian moonshine. That sounds pretty rad. Um, so they're the ones who brought you over or that convinced you to move over at least? Yeah, basically. So I've, I was in Seattle for 12 years, uh, the last six of which working for a rum bar called Rumba. Heard of it. Um, Been there. <laughs> fell in love with rum. Uh, this company was sort of the, the unicorn stuff that I was always trying to get my hands on. And then they decided to launch in the U.S., so... Yeah, this stuff was, like, highly anticipated by all the rum nerds. Yeah. Like, I I have a few rum nerdy friends, and, like, this was a big deal. Like, when you launched here, like, Martin Kate came to town, uh, Ed Rudisill and Arthur Black from Shift Drink Podcast, who are friends of yours as well, they came to town. All the friends. uh, Cocktail Wonk came to town. Yep. Like, that was a, it was a big deal. Yeah. Nerds. Nerds Nerds. come out of the woodwork when you you offer them something to come out of the woodwork for. Rum nerds are the best. So let's, before we start talking about what you're doing now here in New York City with Claren, tell us about like how you got to where you were in Seattle and what you were doing over there and what, like how did you nerd out? What, what got you here to our studio? <laughs> what got I, here? Um, I, I, I went to college in Denver. I studied archaeology and geology, moved to Seattle right after college, um, got a job in a bar. Um, working in a <laughs> Spanish place. So many stories yeah. begin right. on, our, on our show. <laughs> Realized I wasn't doing much with archaeology or geology. Um, what got you into that in the first place? I just, I want, I grew up watching Indiana Jones. Yeah, man. <laughs> <laughs> Why else would you want to do that? Right? Oh, <laughs> Realized that really looked like sitting in an office writing grant proposals until maybe I could be a professor's <laughs> assistant someday. So <laughs> screw that. Um, wanted do to you, have, do you own a whip? No, I should. Oh, sh- I should get a whip. <laughs> <laughs> For sure. I mean, I, I think that's what really, like... That's what Indiana set him Jones. apart. That, yeah. that solidifies right. Indiana Jones. Yeah, I mean, you know, if you're looking at a bunch of dudes who are, like, like you just said, sitting at a desk writing grants, you, you're like, well, we got this thing we need huh? done. Who do you pick? Oh, that guy's got a whip. Yeah. <laughs> that guy, for sure. <laughs> yeah. Um, She's yeah. got a bunch of rum. <laughs> that's <laughs> the accessory you need. <laughs> you have to have an affectation of some sort. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, I started working in a, a little Spanish bar in Seattle, fell in love with Sherry. The owner decided to open up a rum bar. I knew nothing about rum, so I went to the Caribbean for a couple of weeks, hung out, visited islands. The best thing to do if you go to the Caribbean and visit an island is to show up and say, hey, I heard that you, you guys make the best rum. And they say, oh, yes, yes, we do. Come with me. I'll show yeah. you yeah. everything. Yeah, you're not wrong. I'll, sh- <laughs> I'll show you everything. Here it comes. Uh, okay, let's back up just a little bit. Sherry, I was just drinking sherry with lunch. Yes. I don't even know delicious. what I was drinking. Did you it's notice? It's all delicious. I, I, I didn't notice either. It is all delicious. Yeah. She was like, try this and see if you like it. And I was yeah. like, I like it. It smells great. Pour it's it. the best food pairing wine, in my humble opinion. Sure. It we goes were, great with everything. We were at the bar at Roberta's just having some meat and cheese today. Yep. No pizza. Meat, cheese, and sherry. Yeah, it was great. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, so it, how long? It looked like Oloroso from where I was sitting. Mm-hmm. I didn't even ask. I just said something <laughs> kind of dry and nutty. It was delicious. Sounds like Oloroso. <laughs> you know, I think it's sherry. Sherry has had this like struggle, I think, for the past, honestly, Several years, right? I feel like at the... At you, the mean, you mean decades? You think so? <laughs> I feel like at the end of almost every year for the past five or six years, the predictions, you know, everyone's prediction, this will be the year of Sherry. And it like kind of yeah, never it, seems to happen. I disagree with that. Do you? Yeah, but I also have a, an oyster bar. So people drink Sherry a lot there, you know, in like in small plates. and it's like, But at the same time, it's like... I think the opinion on Sherry has changed quite a bit. But again... I, 
we always run into this situation where we live in like our little bubbles, where like sure yeah. you only see what's right around you and then yeah. right up in your face. Yeah, I can't say that everyone in like you know Gary, Indiana is drinking <laughs> cherry <laughs> or, or eating oysters <laughs> or or Norman, Oklahoma. Yeah. <laughs> what do we know about Norman, Oklahoma, Winkler? That's my hometown. All right. I don't think they're drinking a lot of sherry or eating oysters there. Yeah, okay. Well, they do eat a lot of steak and potatoes. Um, so you're working for... So I didn't realize that... It, was it the same guy who opened up... Or, or lady yeah, who opened yeah, up yeah. Rumba? Uh, Rumba, sorry. Yeah. Um, so how long were you doing the sherry gig? Uh, I was working for him at the Spanish place for five years or so. Um, and what were you doing at that time? Were you pursuing any archaeology? <laughs> no, no, not at all. <laughs> Occasionally, nope. like, kicking rocks over to see if anything's under it? <laughs> Pick up a few rocks. No, not at all. Um... But, I mean, I think that sherry shares a lot of traits with rum and that you think sherry and probably most people would assume it's, you know, the, the cooking wine. Right. The kind of low-quality, terrible stuff. Sweet. And there's this whole big world of sherry out there. The diversity is crazy. And it's really similar in rum. Yeah, that's an yeah. interesting point, I think. And, and why do you think that we've... Is it just human nature to glom onto the, to the sort of crappiest thing? You know, because I think people really think of sherry as it, it, what you just said, cooking wine, or yeah. or just powerfully sweet. When that stuff runs the gamut, you can get stuff that is yeah. bone dry or stuff that is thick as maple syrup. I don't think it's that way. Okay, just I want to back up. Are you just bit. being contrarian today? No, no, no. no <laughs> sorry. I, no, I'm just saying like, like I think that's a very like, like American thing to just assume that everything's gonna be sweet because like we fucked everything up back in yeah, the day. We did. And, like, when you think about, like, if you think about, like, the way people drink around the world, like, sherry and rum, they're drinking, like, really good shit. The, the dry stuff. And lots the, of like, it. It's not like there's it, yeah. small production of sherry. There's a lot of sherry being made. Yeah. So it's being consumed. Yeah. Just not here. Just not by us. Yeah. yeah. Not yet. Well, at over, over at your Grand Army Oyster Bar, it's being consumed. That's true. Yeah. Lots of clearing. <laughs> uh, we're getting We're getting yeah. that. Cool your jets. All right. All right cool. don't, give away the, don't give away the secret. <laughs> Um, it's all that sugary wine I've been drinking. <laughs> I <laughs> just jacked on it. So I, yeah, I didn't mention it, but I will now. Uh, I, you know, I, I couldn't drink my usual Budweiser. I don't even have one with me in the studio today because I'm on an exclusionary diet. There's a chance that I'm a celiac. What is that like a? Is that an aquatic animal? <laughs> What's a celiac? Yeah, yeah, that's is it like uh, a seal. Yes. Yeah. Did you, did you see the shape of water? No. Okay, me either. But <laughs> there are celiacs in it. No, I have. Uh, you know, it's what's it, the difference between a celiac and a walrus? <laughs> the, the, the the tusks. Tusks. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Wait. So what is it? Tell me. At celiac. It's a, a, a gluten um, allergy. That's bullshit. It does not exist. Are it, you also allergic to peanuts? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Bullshit. Maybe. Are you allergic to cardboard? Kimmy, do you have your EpiPen? Kimmy, do you have your EpiPen? I do. I have it. All right. Kimmy's got her EpiPen. She's allergic to bee stings. I am too. Is that an oaky thing? She's also allergic to shellfish. She doesn't like people to know, but I just told everybody. Wow, you're welcome. But the weird thing, the weird. Okay, don't mean to get away from you, Katie. The show's about you. But the weird. Are you allergic to? But the weird thing is, as a former chef and a current bar operator and a person who serves people things that they consume. I'm and, and and Kimmy, you work in this field, not in the same capacity as we do, but I'm super concerned about people's allergies, and I need and want to know so that I can better take care of you. But you and I, when we go out to lunch or dinner or things like that, you refuse to tell people things you're allergic to, so you'll just get served stuff and then just not touch it. Well, it's a little bit embarrassing. Sometimes they make like a little bit of a spectacle of it, and I get embarrassed. Nobody makes a spectacle. Yes, they do. No, they don't come out parading with a with a bullhorn saying, "This woman's allergic to shrimp. Don't bring her any shrimp." They just quietly don't bring you any shrimp. Well, and you don't want to be the annoying. You know, like so everybody's you don't like puff up like a blowfish and die. True. That's what the epipen is for. <laughs> How many times have you had to use it? Never. And somebody else would have to do it. I couldn't do it myself. Somebody you, would have to stab me. You're afraid to do it. Oh my! Yes. Even if you were puffing up like a blowfish, I would hand it directly to you. Yeah, I'd do it. Yes. <laughs> I'd stab you right in the face. Oh, that's mean. We're, no, we're, you're saving you're your life. You're covered up right now. You got like a cape on. A, there's no exposed skin. It's in the leg. You're supposed to do it in the leg. Okay. FYI, for future. I'd go for the jugular. 
Anyway, so, so there's a chance. Hopefully it's not the case, but I'm having some issues, and they think maybe this could be part of it or whatever. It's whatever. So I didn't have a beer or a pizza today at, at Roberta's. Not the yeah. worst thing. I could, you know, probably help it me shed. It feels like a very strange day. Might help me shed a bit of weight. Anyways, oh. I, you know I gained a lot of weight after this stupid accident. You know what, the bicycle accident? The bicycle accident. When you broke your humerus? Yeah, not as funny as it sounds. Ah, there we go. Oh, Dave, hey, that Dave was your work. opportunity. There it is. <laughs> <laughs> okay, back to so Katie. What were we talking about? We were talking about... <laughs> <laughs> we were talking about Sherry, and we're soon going to talk about Rome. Okay, so yeah, let's do that. <laughs> let's talk about that then. <laughs> well, let's wrap up Sherry. So you worked there for that f- five years. Yeah. That's a long... I mean, that's... Yeah, yeah. That's that's enough time to People become don't. an expert. Are you do you feel expert in the field of Sherry? No. We were just talking about this. Yeah. I don't I don't like this word expert. Because it means it connotates that you know everything. No, it doesn't mean you know everything, but it means you know more than the than yeah. the, you know, you're definitely above average. I think but, enthusiast is the right word. Yeah. That means there's a continued education. <laughs> right. Because when you learn a little bit you realize how much <laughs> I think I think an enthusiast nice. is someone who's yeah. I think an enthusiast is someone who's sitting at the bar and very enthusiastic. But you're the person who's still guiding that person. You're the... Okay, you want to be the Sherry guide? You're the expert. <laughs> you're the expert. Uh, Take it. Uh, uh. You know more than the average bear. Smarter than the average bear. But when you learn a little bit, you realize how much there is to learn. Of course. A little knowledge is a dangerous uh, thing. Yes. That's, yeah. a, that's, that's the exciting part. Flip over one part. rock, yeah. and then you find yourself in a cave, man. Flip <laughs> over one rock. Flip cave, over man. one rock, and you think you're some kind of archaeologist? <laughs> <laughs> Show me your whip. <laughs> um, and your dusty hat. So you became something of a yeah, something of a. I liked sherry a lot. You liked I drank sherry. a lot of sherry. All right, yeah. Well, that's yeah, yeah. Uh, and and then uh, who's the, you, you? You haven't said it. Do you not want to say who the owner was? Oh, his name's Travis. He's great. So cool. Yeah. You're working with Travis, and yeah. uh, and you become somewhat of an uh, authority. How about that? You're sure. an authority. Sure, sure. Authority okay. on sherry. Fine. And Travis <laughs> obviously must have an affinity for sherry. Open to sherry bar. No, he hates it. <laughs> that I love, because, by the way. Yeah, I love that. When people open yeah. businesses that they don't like, they're usually kind of the best. Was it a great place? It was great. Yeah. Exactly. He, uh, <laughs> he was in college in Australia and drank like the cheap cooking sherry mm-hmm. with his roommate. Drank a whole bottle of the stuff. It was like slamming Marsala. Six. Yeah. <laughs> slamming Marsala. And it, he won't touch it. So I got to drink it all. What made great. him open this? Okay. That, that's a, get him on the show. Um <laughs> We'll reach out to my, my, my assistant. We'll get him on the show. Travis. Uh, so you became an authority on Sherry, and then this guy opens a rum bar, and he said, hey, why don't you come work at the rum bar? Yeah. And you took that chance. Yeah, you, totally. You decided not to remain comfortable in a five-year position. Five years is a long time. Yeah. Well, good for you. So you're an adventurer. You're an archaeologist at heart. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. I think it's important to note that kind of tenure, you know, at, at any any industry. But that's what I'm trying to stress. Uh, that's know? a long time. Yeah, I worked for for 10 years. Yeah, I worked for him for ten years. Yeah. yeah, yeah. That's like it's kind of unheard of these days, you know. Because I mean, it's really exciting times that we live in. There's like so many new places popping open and everything. And you, a lot of like newer bartenders want to like jump to the next spot and like check out like how people are operating this way. And maybe eventually they're trying to like open up their own spot, and they're wanting to get as much like game time as they can. But it also says you lose a little something. Yeah. yeah, you lose something. Like there, there's plenty to be gained for that, but there's also something you miss. Yeah, and it's that consistency, that regularity. That I, I was at Prime Meats for nine years. What do you call that? Is it slightly bored? And all my regular customers come to see me at my bar now. Yeah, hell yeah, they do. Why wouldn't they? Exactly. Nine years. That's uh, that's unheard of. Five is. But I have customers for life now because of that. But you know? Katie says she worked for this guy for a total of ten because she left so the share. You call it the Spanish <laughs> place. Did it have a name? It was called uh, Tango. She left Tango and she moved to Tango Rumba. to Rumba. Rumba. Adorable, Tango right? To Rumba. I love that. <laughs> I like it too. It's like the guys who have Bua and the Wren and the Eastwood and the Dancer now, like all the bird names. Um, okay, well, we're going to take a quick break and hear from our sponsors here at Heritage Radio Network. We're going to come right back with Kate Perry from, I don't know how to pronounce it, Velier. Velier. See, you, you always like, you go with the, the different act. I thought you were going to go with Velier. I thought I was. You were going to go. Because Hades, it's French, right? Yeah, it's an Italian company, though. So you pronounce the R. Ah, Si, claro. Claro. (laughs) Si, claren. Claren. Okay, we'll be right back. (laughs) 
My name is Brandon Boy, co-owner of Roberta's, a super duper awesome place. Roberta's is a very, 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 very proud sponsor of the Heritage Radio Network. We're also super awesome. Thank you, Heritage. <laughs> I love that commercial. Thank you, Roberta's. <laughs> Brandon Boy, y'all. So we are back, and you are listening to the Speakeasy on Heritage Radio Network. Um, we are, you know, speaking of like the... Uh, I'm the, cutting up limes the, on yeah, our new bar. I, yeah, well, I was going to say, like, uh, we've been asking our buddies uh, to uh, drop by or send us, like, some stuff so we can, like, put together our bar here in the studio. Currently, Souther is cutting up limes on the table... Without a cutting board. We need a cutting board. We need a cutting board. <laughs> we should just post a list of needs. Um, <laughs> that, that table can take it, but I'm not sure if it's quite sanitary. Hey, pal. Hey. It's acid. You know, we yeah. should post a list of needs. Like our, our wish list, like you see on uh, yeah on the internet. I'll, I'll just say on the internet. On the internet. Thanks, Grandpa. So, uh, <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, there's a certain set of folks well, on the internet. You didn't pluralize it, at who least. Who post their the wish lists. Yeah, you know what I'm talking about. We, we, we should get it on like one of those like wedding registries. I was just gonna say like a wedding registry, <laughs> <laughs> the knot. Okay, that's it. We're doing that. That's what we're doing. Instead. Yeah, perfect. And that way we can have like a deadline date for it. Um, anyway, so yeah, we are cutting up limes. And uh, what are you? What are you mixing up, buddy? Well, she brought this stuff to make uh, tea punch. This will be our second tea punch on the show. I love tea punch. I do too. I don't know why we why this isn't more so popular. Goddamn simple. You know what it is? I don't think that Americans are used to uh, room temp cocktails. I always have a scaffold on the menu at Amori Margo. And it's always both a surprise and typically it's a delight. I think that, I think that people just don't know it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, so why don't you... Katie, why don't you tell us what tea punch is while yeah, I crush exactly. it up over here. Tea punch is the, uh, the drink of the French Caribbean. So Martinique, Guadeloupe... Uh, Tea punches is how you drink unaged agricole in these islands. So it's just a squeeze of lime, a little bit of sugar, and then rum. Uh, usually rum agricole, which is made from fresh pressed sugar cane versus the molasses variant. So it's it's grassy and earthy, and usually got a nice kick to it. So this is like to me, this drink is in the family of the daiquiri and the caipirinha. Yeah, it's kind of like a deconstructed daiquiri. Yeah. So weirdly, I think it's more like an old fashioned, with a bit of. Cheese. I guess you could sure. say that, yeah. It's sugar. Sure. You get some bitterness because I'm mashing the limes in the bottom of this cup with uh, with a uh, with a very hefty uh, swizzle stick. Um, so you yeah. get some of the bitterness from the oil and from the pith. A small amount of juice. Definitely, yeah. the sugar becomes a syrup, and then in goes the booze. You're right. But uh, it's like it's weird. It's this weird hybrid. It touches a lot of. Yeah. I mean, it's it's simple. It's what you have. You have limes. You have sugar. You have booze. Put it in a glass. Yeah. You don't have ice, so drink at room temp. I mean, when you're when you're in like Guadalupe or Martinique, you can you, when you're at a bar, you can ask for it with ice. You might get like a, a weird sideways glance, but they'll they'll put a couple of like very small cubes in there. <laughs> yeah, when I so my experience when I was in Martinique was uh, oh, sorry Saint Martin was um, they would ask me. I would order tea punch everywhere I went down there because that's the thing, and right. they would ask me every time because I'm you know obviously from America. You want that with ice, and I'd say no, but still every time they'd bring me ice on the side. Really? Almost every time. There was the bar that I went to the most that they did that the first time, but then they saw me come again, and they were like, hey, he gets it. Huh. Yeah, they would bring me a little, little plastic cup of ice on the side. Oh, man. I, like, when I was in, uh, well, when I was in Guadalupe, it was so fucking hot that I was like, all right, I will take ice. But there's something to be said about the fact that, it, like, like a, a, an ambient temperature drink in, like, a warmer climate, it yes. actually makes more sense for your your body like what's happening literally climatizing this the stuff you're taking into your system yeah i agree 100 percent. so what are you gonna what are you gonna make this with Uh, so i mashed up the lime and the the sugar while you You did all the hard work well you're doing the heavy lifting (laughs) Uh, i heard you open one then you decided to close it what happened there (laughs) oh yeah that's the sound sound. that's launched a thousand ships (laughs) yes (laughs) (laughs) yeah i brought studio audience I brought some Claren for us today. Talk about Claren and talk about what you're about to pour for us. So Claren is the uh, this local spirit of Haiti. Uh, so in the entire Caribbean, there's only 49 distilleries making rum. But in Haiti, there's still over 500. 
So every village has, if it's a small village, maybe they have one distiller. If it's a large, maybe they have 10. I'm sorry. You said there's 500 distilleries in Haiti? Over. Over five. What's the square mileage of Haiti? (laughs) Not very big. (laughs) Yeah. So so they drink a lot of Claren. Um, But it's it's never been bottled besides these bottles in my hand right now. Um, So it's just for local consumption. So the distiller puts it into a a vat or a tank, brings it to the center of the village or the roadside. You want some Claren, you take your plastic gallon jug, go fill it up. So it's not dissimilar to like mezcal and Exactly, Oaxaca. yeah, exactly. Sure. It's, yeah, it's the, very like the, the drink of the people. Exactly. Yeah, it's the, the ancestral sugarcane spirit. What's interesting is that they still use native varietals because they don't have hybrids there. They still use natural yeast because they don't have selected yeast there. And they have little pot stills that are technology from like 1790 uh, French style. So it's old cognac stills. Um, So this is probably how most of the Caribbean's rum was made in 1790-1800. So, I mean, Jamaica had thousands of stills. Martinique had thousands of stills. So it's, it's a taste of the local spirit of Haiti, but it's also a taste of historical rum from pre-1800. So it's... Very cool. It's like the, the grandfather of rum. Man, that's fucked up. <laughs> just blew my mind. Um, yeah, I mean, Jamaica became Jamaica. Haiti or Martinique became Martinique, but yeah. the world changed and no one told Haiti. Right, yeah. So they still make it in the ancestral way, which is super cool. That's great. That is I, cool. I think uh, that's like part of the like lore and mystique of like of Clarence, like, and the reason why it's become so like sought after in the bar community recently. Like, it just came into the states, but like I remember. Um, well, are you saying that this this is the first time it's ever been commercially sold? It's the first this, time this it's company? ever been bottled. Yeah, yeah. it's yeah. never been bottled in glass before. And if you ask the distillers, you know, we're, we're putting it in glass with a label. They, they don't understand why, because their plastic gallon is bigger, so it's better, right? I mean, they yeah. have more liquid. So, yeah, so we've been, or this company has been bottled um, in Europe for the last four years, and we've been only in the U.S. for the last two, three months. Yeah. yeah. Jane Warren, uh, our, our buddy Jan, yeah. he uh, he brought me, he doesn't drink, but he he still buys and collects spirits and he, he tastes, you know. <laughs> yeah. He loves but Claren. He loves it. He yeah. brought in, uh, like, I think it was maybe like two weeks into opening Grand Army, just like three years ago, he brought all three of these into the bar and tasted me on them. And I was like, what the fuck is this, man? <laughs> like, where can I get it? He's like, he's like, I brought it back from, I think he brought it back from like Sweden or something. Yeah. Um, he actually went to Haiti too. He went to go visit all of these distillers. Cool. Hang out with them. When do I get to go? Man of leisure. <laughs> Man of leisure. Jan Warren. Yeah. Who knew? He talks himself into anything. Well, uh, <laughs> pour us a little and let's see what happens. So are you, so we're gonna pour this first one into the tea punch. Yeah. Cool. And so are you gonna swizzle a little bit? I I, I wasn't planning on. We it. got a walele right there. Walele. Swizzle it up. Swizzle it up, man. Um, Don't be shy. <laughs> so you, you got your love for rum working at, uh, working at, at the bar in Seattle. Yeah. And how did you hook up with these guys? Oh, sorry. Thank you. How did you hook up with these guys? You know, I think it's like when you get into anything. You know, you get into chocolate and you like Reese's, and then the more and more you get into chocolate, you start seeking out the kind of interesting, funky flavors. You get into coffee and you're pouring milk and sugar into it and then you're seeking out like weird Ethiopian stuff so it's kind of like that with everything it was like that with me for rum so the more and more rum you drink the more interesting funky flavors you look for and I found that every rabbit hole you jump down in the rum world you kind of end up at Velier so this was always my my unicorn company of the stuff I would try to smuggle back in my suitcase from my European trips or from the islands. I think that's something interesting to note as well. Like the, that's when you find something you're extremely passionate about, especially like in this industry, it's like, it becomes a, like kind of a game in your like world travels, you know, you have like your, your trophy case becomes your, like your home bar or like your like case in in your bar, you know, like where you, you find all these like rare things and you're like, holy shit, I love this so much. I can't wait to like, Go find more stuff like this. And like you were saying before, like not not being an expert, but being like an advocate for a category and 
and like really just like digging deeper and deeper into it and never really finding the end of it because right. that's the excitement of it is like you'll never know it all. Yeah, it's the adventure of it. And this is this is like such a cool product. I mean like but this is so far this is the only Claren that's coming out of Haiti. Correct. Pretty cool, right? It's delicious, first of all. But yes, yeah. what you're saying is, is is true, I think, of all of us, right? Cheers, guys. Cheers. Um, what you're saying, I think, is true of all of us, that we find a thing that we really dig within the broader thing of the thing we dig, right? We all dig drinking and sure. alcohol and that whole community building of, of operating bars or what have you. And then you focus. You get a focus. You know, I've certainly got a rabbit hole I've gone down. Seems mm-hmm. like I'll never come out of it. Yeah. Um, well, and it's because you haven't reached the end of it. Yeah, and you never will. Exactly. And that's the thing. Like, you're never going to reach the end of it in general. And even when you pick a focus, you're never going to reach the end of that either. Exactly. Like, will you? Do you think you'll ever taste all like not only over 500 distilleries in Haiti, but who knows how many marks that they make? If they even call them like different no, marks. No, they. Yeah, they just. You're just, never going to taste them all. No, yeah. absolutely not. Which is so exciting. Yeah. 500 yeah. distilleries. Even if you did one a day, that would take almost a year. Yeah. If you could even find them. If you can find them, exactly. <laughs> almost a year. Come on, pay attention. I know. I, well, I, I was going to check you in a second. But I, I, was, I was more interested in what she was saying. So talk to us about Clarin in general then, and then we'll, we'll, we're sipping on this already. Mine's got a little woodiness to it, only because there are chunks of wood in it from the table that I carved up the lime. Oh, that, that's good. <laughs> so Clarin. also on our list of needs, we need a new table. <laughs> no, the table's fine. We need a cutting board. Just a cutting board. Thanks, Other. Shut up, Dave. Uh, yeah, so... I mean, Clarin is, is a sugarcane spirit, so it's made from fresh cane juice. Um, they, they have sugarcane. They have many varietals, over 100 different varietals, growing in polyculture, so it's mixed up with bananas and mango trees. Um, Haiti is a very kind of different country, region to region. So I have three bottles here. One of them comes from the north. It's kind of a big plateau up in the mountains. That's the one in your glass right now. So it's kind of botanical and mountainy. Uh, we have one that comes from the South Shore. So it's kind of salty, minerally uh, ocean air because the natural yeast in the air are salty. The sugar cane's growing in a salty climate. Uh, and then the third is from deep, deep in the jungle from this super remote town called Baradera. And it's, it's wild, funky jungle rum. Funky, funky jungle funky rum. Jungle rum. And that needs to be the name of it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> also, Baradera. Wild, yeah. funky jungle rum. Yeah. Put that on the label, man. That's the name of the New Brothers album. <laughs> yeah. Especially wild, if we, we wild, have another key punch. Jungle rum. Well, it's delicious. It's uh, funky is right. How, how do how does one describe that to to someone who's um, first of all to someone who's coming up to you uh, and has never had it before, whether yeah. sitting at your bar or not? And second of all, this is the tough one. To someone who's listening to you and can't taste it or smell it right now, for instance, our listeners. Right. For me, funky is kind of a, an overripe tropical thing. Uh, you see it a lot in like Jamaican rum, pot still rum. Mm-hmm. It's like if you're walking through, I don't know if you've ever been to Hawaii and been walking through the forest and there's like passion fruit rotting on the jungle floor. It's that like ripe banana, ripe tropical fruit thing. Hogo. Hogo. Hogo, yes. Hella Hogo. Um, and in, in the agricole, you also got some really great grassy notes too. So, I mean, it's, it's the, the soul of the sugarcane varietal. So it's, it's the distillate of the, the natural sugarcane. I always feel like, like when it's like kind of like mid to late summer and like the South, Kimmy, you'll know what I'm talking about. It's like when it's rained and then like you mow the lawn and it's like the grass is wet and it's like, it's so like fragrant and it's hot as fuck and it's humid yes. and it's like the the smell is like you can actually kind of like see it in, in yeah. the air i totally get like, that that's a great you can taste you just it. painted a picture man yeah man when i grew up in florida same thing right i had it when i was a kid still in high school like that times 100 we'd mow grass you know for people and in my hometown it rains every afternoon uh midday so we'd be mowing lawns and it would be sprinkling or raining while we're mowing the lawn yeah that absolutely bright verdant green aroma yeah, mm-hmm. but also soil. And heat and soil yeah. on top of it. Yeah. yeah. Amazing. That's very, okay, that's great. Probably mixed, probably mixed with a little bit of your own sweat. Oh, sure. <laughs> this, uh, you know, this, this natural, natural salinity. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, well, this is delicious and super um, 
you know, the thing about tea punch is it's super easy drinking. Mm-hmm. It is even at like, like overproof. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, what is the proof of this one? This is 54. Yeah, so 108. It's not messing around. Yeah, yeah. So that's not messing around at all. But that's pretty standard for for the islands, for especially for something that like a like an agricole style like rum, and they're usually like 55. Yeah, 50, 55 is normal. Yeah. Tea punch under 50 kind of loses that the yeah. kick that you want. Yeah. Yeah, that's always interesting to me that JM decided to do an 80 proof. It's only for the American market. Right. Yeah. Yeah. That's, I guess that's what we consider standard. That's what we expect here. Right. Oh, so like taxes and shit. Like taxes come into play all the time. But when you lower your proof, you're paying more. That's why. I know. I, yeah. So it seems. Let's let the consumer lower the proof by adding water. Because that's all you're doing. Yeah. I don't know, man. Everything should come out as hot as it can. I don't know, man. We'll, we'll fix it. Everything should come out <laughs> as hot as, as, like. as it can. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, I'm getting I'm starting to feel I'm starting to feel this clarin. Yeah, actually this has no water added to any of the process as well. They don't oh, so add water to the proof. mash and they cool. yeah, they, they bottle it at still proof. So it's off the still into the bottle. Which That's is super really cool. cool. Takes no no resting time anywhere? Nope. It's the, distilled once into a tank, brought to the capital, bottled, done. Amazing. How did this come to be? If no one's putting this in a glass, as you said, in a, in a glass bottle, yeah. how did you? How did this come to be? This came to be uh, with two crazy Italian men. <laughs> as yeah, okay, you, you mean do. just two Italian? Yeah, men. yeah. <laughs> two Italian dudes. Yeah, uh, but uh, also how did so how, how did that even? Uh, how did two Italian guys get into Haitian rum, which right? is a French product? Yeah, like there's a whole there's a long okay keep going. There's a long history there. Um, so this came to be through a, a gentleman named Luca Gargano. And uh, Daniele Biondi, who's here with me yeah, in New I York, met him, yes. you've met Daniele. Um, they traveled the Caribbean Luca for 30 years or so, and Daniele for a long time as well. Um, they've traveled to the Caribbean, been everywhere, um, and they'd never been to Haiti before. They were writing a book uh, called Atlas de Rum, which was released in, in Italy. So they were going to take some photos and see Barbancourt. And they got to Haiti and realized that there was over still 500 small shacks producing rum for local consumption, and they just fell completely in love. Uh, went back every couple of months to try more and try more. Uh, met the three distillers that we work with now, and we have a fourth coming out maybe in June or July. Uh, so made some relationships with them, figured out the logistics of bottling the stuff from super remote villages. I mean, the first barrel they literally threw in the back of their Jeep and drove it seven hours to the capital. Jesus. Um, so now it's we like, have this a little... This is like frontiersmen of, of Haitian rum. Yeah. I, I actually work for Indiana Jones now, which yeah. is... I, I feel <laughs> like I've tied... Circle, <laughs> I've come yeah. full circle. I've combined all of my passions into into working for these guys. So... That must feel really cool. Yeah. Right? Yeah. It I, all just came together. It all just like, came together. Yeah. yeah. So it's it's great. The puzzle piece fit right into place. That's, uh, that's spectacular. Yeah. Um, I love hearing that. Like, yeah. <laughs> uh, <Nice. laughs> so you've been working for this company you moved to new york pretty recently yeah i just moved here in november them. for them so you yeah. started in november or you yep. had already started when you were over there nope started in november uh left rumba left my life moved to new york uh, to work for them because they're the best of the best i mean they're completely crazy and nerdy and passionate about rum even so. that sounds pretty, um, is brave the right word? I don't know. Like, to say to yourself, like, all right, I've got a life here in Seattle. I've worked for the same person for 10 years, five years at one place, five years at the next. And now I'm just going to pick up and move literally as far across the country yeah. as possible. Touch water, touch water, basically. Yep. Um, what, like, what spurred that on? Was it just the... the the belief in this company, the belief in the product, a little bit of both. The yeah. Sense I mean, of adventure that we just it. talked about. Exactly. Like, All of that. Yeah. Um, just, you know, you, you get comfortable and you kind of start looking for what's next and where can I grow? And, you know, this, this company has the coolest, the coolest stories, the coolest products, the coolest relationships with the best distillers. So I just, well, and a pretty good board. deal of cachet, right? Cause like I mentioned before, when this stuff launched, like, the the nerds and I'm not talking about just all the like the big nerds. Yeah. They really came gunning for it. Yeah. They were hungry. Yeah. They're excited. Like these are guys who had probably traveled either to Haiti or to 
Italy or in Europe where you said it was already released. Yeah. Just to get some and bring it back. And totally. now it's here. So there's exactly. Scope. Yeah. And speaking of here, how here are you? You're just here in New York so far? Or? Just here in New York. Um, we'll expand beyond the New York market when we're ready. Uh, we don't have any solid plans to do so yet, but when... Is it based on production? Uh, based on... Or just the sticky red tape crazy laws we have in America? No, just kind of based on how it goes. You know, right now in New York, it's just me and Daniele, my my partner here. So kind of as we grow and feel like New York is in a good place for us to expand, we'll do that. But it's it's really just based on feeling. I have a, I have a question. And th- this is not like to be like any kind of like gotcha moment or anything like that. <laughs> it's yeah. just, I'm just actually, I think it's, I know I'm, I'm interested in it. So I'm wondering like what the perception is from Haitians for a brand coming out with Claren and like like exporting it now. Yeah. Like is that is that something that people are like like the are they prideful are, about it or are they embracing yeah. it? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I know there's a lot of like there's a lot of action and activity in. Haiti as far as like bringing uh, different rums and stuff out of the country and more awareness of Haiti as a country. Sure. So it's, yeah, I was just wondering if that's something like, like, is, like socially and economically, if that's something like, I, I don't know where that stands. So yeah, they're, they're excited about it. We actually had two of our producers up here as well for our launch party. We had, um, uh, Faubert Casimir and Michelle Sajus up here from Haiti, uh, to be with us in New York to launch, their Claren in New the, York. The, with their names on the bottle. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's the other thing that I really love is that Claren is the category, but we're, you know, they're the protagonist. It's not about us. We're just the, the laison between the still and the bottle. So it's called Claren Sajus. Sajus is Michelle Sajus from the town of Saint Michel d'Atelier. Uh, Faubert Casimir is from Baradere. So it's Claren Casimir. So it's about them, it's not about us. Um, we put all of the details of what they're doing. But I think that at first they didn't quite understand why two crazy Italian guys would want to bottle their local You mean distillery? two Italians. Two regular Italian guys. <laughs> two regular yes, Italian regular guys. Regular Italian guys. <laughs> <laughs> Probably um, very handsome, well-dressed Italian dudes. Sure. <laughs> Double-breasted suits. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> the Haitian heat. Yeah, yeah. Roll up in a Jeep. Yes. Hi, we want your liquid. Yeah. Um, Exposed ankles like driving loafers. I get it. <laughs> <laughs> But now I, now I think that they're, they're Knuckleless super... leather driving proud. gloves. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> sorry, okay. Yeah, yeah, sorry. We're painting a picture, sorry. It's for our <laughs> listeners. <laughs> no, but now they're, they're super proud of it. They're, they're excited, they, I mean, to have their name on a glass bottle and a beautiful label and is, is cool. As far away as Europe as, and, of course, and now in New York City. That's right? gotta be, uh, that's gotta be some kind of point All-star of pride. All-star chair, man. That's, it does. Like, for better or for worse, it really does. You know, like we're the we're the epicenter of a whole bunch of junk. I think uh, the West Coast has us on technology, but we got fashion, we got food trends, we got booze trends, we got we got we got the stuff. It's all starting here. Yeah, that's great. Now you got Claren. <laughs> yeah. Um, and also, I, w- I want to say thank you for bringing it in because it's awesome. It's so delicious. I have and it in my bar. And super unique. It. Yeah. Um, I believe Jane picked it up at both Mother and uh, CN, right? Great. Yeah. Which is connected to to yeah. my bar, but. Um, I don't have it on my bar, but yeah. it's delicious and super cool. And uh, and again, the nerds are out, which means you know our listeners should should perk up their ears and get out too. Because if you're here in New York, come find it. If you're not here in New York, read up about it and expect it to come your way soon. Do you have some uh, social media outlets you'd like to plug? We're getting towards the end here. Yeah, we our, our website is thespiritofhaiti.com. Uh, you can find us on Instagram and Facebook, both at thespiritofhaiti.com. Um, Cool. Yeah. Um, you have uh, three bottles here from yeah. three producers. I'm assuming that you're going to have uh, some more coming out like, yeah. in the near future, right? Yeah, we have a fourth one coming out this year. I mean, the dream is someday to have 30 different producers. The, you know, the the experience of so that. We could southern. Cool. We should just open a Claren bar. Yes. Why not? Yes. I'm, I mean, I'm, I'm, <laughs> Claren pop up. I wasn't joking. Oh, okay. Yeah, let's do that. Yeah. Great. Like. <laughs> I mean, if you're going to have that many marks in the system, you know. You got like, that many marks. Yeah. You got that much variance in production style. You got that much variance in, you said there's a uh, hundred different varieties of sugar cane. Like, yeah. Like, this is a category that sounds like it's going to be huge on its own. It's amazing, yeah. yeah. I like to go into mezcal bars and daydream that it's a Claren bar someday. You know, yeah. all the different kinds. Totally. I mean, to be honest, 
it's been really cool for us having it in in Grand Army because like we're an oyster bar and it goes really really it goes well so good with, with seafood oysters. and oysters yeah. like it's great and the the entire staff everyone's just so psyched about it awesome. and so like like last night uh, I get to work with my buddy Henry Henry O and like Henry O he was just like he was talking to a couple of people who were hanging out there and he pulled out all three of the bottles and he was just like you got to try all three of these you know we're just like pouring it for people. Like, That's amazing. I love it. Yeah. So. Actually, I've had people reach out to me saying that they tried it at Grand Army oh, cool. and fell in love and where can they get it? And yeah. All happens here, man. Yeah. It all does happen <laughs> It's all because of you. <laughs> it all does happen here. Cool, man. Well, You're such a gracious host. <laughs> um, Katie, do you have any social media of your own you want to promote uh, so they can follow you on Instagram or anything like that? I have it here if you don't want to. Okay, good. <laughs> no, you do it. What, what's your Instagram? People should follow you. Yeah, my Instagram is uh, when in rum. When in rum, R H U M. Get it? How'd you get that? So funny. Wow. <laughs> Are you a big fan of the song "The Promise," the only song that the band When in Rome had that went anywhere? No. <laughs> can can we you play even, it? Do you know who I'm talking about? No. Dave, can you find that? This, the Promise by When in Rome. Uh, you'll recognize it right away. Was that uh, Echo and the Bunny Man? No, it was When in Rome. I'm telling okay. you, man. Didn't Sturgill Simpson? Don't, don't cover test that. me, boy. <laughs> That was Sturgill Simpson's first. Uh, I've had just enough clarity. One track. One. Oh, I know what you're talking about. Yeah, I'm yeah. Sorry, Sturgill but I'm did just that. Thinking yep. of the yeah. ride word to say. That's Play the Sturgill version. Or yeah, unless we're gonna, gonna get sued. Um, <laughs> yeah. So five hundred one C three. Kate, so great to have you in the studio today, talking to us about this amazing and exciting new category. Well, not new category, but new to new to the United new States. New to us. Yeah. It's super cool. Yeah, it's been around for hundreds of years. Yeah, but yeah. New to us. Yeah. Thanks so much for having me. This has been great. Isn't that cool though? Like something that's been around for centuries. And it's just and finally it's getting to us. us. Yeah. Yeah. It's cool, man. We think that's, we we think we know everything. Yeah. But that's the thing. We don't know shit. We don't know shit, man. <laughs> and we get to keep learning. That's it's the very best part. exciting. If there's anything great about life, it's that. Um, and thanks also for Kimmy Winkler hanging out with Jeez. us in the studio. Uh, you guys are cheersing over there. Um, I want to talk about what's upcoming, and then I want to talk about one small thing on the side, too. So um, first of all, uh, Matt Rezler, I'm, I'm going to check for the Tiki God. Matt thinks this thing is a Tiki God, by the way. Uh, the The... The piping or the the ducting up there. Uh, I'm gonna go look at it afterwards. Anyway, um, <laughs> shows that are coming up uh, um, and uh, not limited to what I'm gonna say, but all this stuff is coming. We got Angus Winchester's gonna be on soon. He's gonna talk about the Brooklyn Bar Convent that's gonna be here yeah. in Brooklyn. That's gonna be very exciting. That's, he, he's that's kind huge. of he's kind of the leader of the thing. So yeah, he's gonna be good to talk to. Uh, we got Miles coming on from Scrappy's Bitters. I'm gonna have a lot of cool stuff to talk to him about. Oh, plus I got questions for that. Guy. Plus, he's gonna bring us some stuff for the bar, some bitters. Great. I hope, and some of Great. those uh, he does. Uh, I don't know if you know this, but he makes those uh, pre. Pre, uh, ready to drink cocktails. In fact, he makes the Kimmy's Novofogo Cachaca um, Caipirinha, sparkling Caipirinha. And oh, he's yeah. from Those Seattle. And he's from Seattle. Yay. Oh, actually, a lot of tie-ins. Kimmy, we got to talk <laughs> after the show about this because I'm doing one of the uh, uh, the cocktails for our friends with a packaged uh, cocktail. Oh, uh, uh, shaker and spoon. Shaker and spoon. Yeah. Oh, awesome. It's a, it's a fun time. You're I'm doing a cachaca drink. You're gonna, oh, that's right. You're gonna have a great time doing that. Awesome. I, I still stand by my. You know, no offense to Clarin. I still stand by my prediction that I made back in December. 2018 is the year of cachaca. Yay! <laughs> <laughs> anyway, upcoming Colin uh, cocktail Colin. Uh, you know, I can never pronounce his last name. I, Apia. I don't know how to. You know, Colin. Yeah. Cocktail Colin's going to be on the show. He agreed to do it. Uh, photographer photographer Eric Metzger. He was the guy who photographed the book. Uh, uh, Wiley Dufresne's uh, new cookbook that, won, that was nominated for an IACP award. He also photographed my book. Hey, what do you know? Right, what um, you we got uh, Juan Carlo, uh, Giancarlo Mancino coming from Mancino Vermouth. Natasha David from Nightcap is coming up. we got a lot of great shows coming oh, up. Man. And then one yeah. thing I want to mention on the side, I'm involved in a project called Happy Hour History. It's uh, going to be a web series that is uh, uh, featuring some Monty Python-esque graphics, um, some historical footage and photos, um, as well as some skit comedy uh, where we tie a cocktail to history, and uh, it's a, a 30-minute uh, video show on, on a, a web series. Um, we're looking for funding right now. We have an Indiegogo uh, up already, Happy Hour History. Go check it out at Indiegogo. There's a, a clip you can check out about what the show's going to look like, uh, and maybe you feel like donating to us. Uh, we're, we're about halfway to our goal right now, so it looks like it's going to happen, but we can still use your support. So that's all cool. I got, buddy. Sounds good, man. Thank you. Yeah. Um, yeah, check that out for sure. Um, I can't wait to check it out. I, this is the first time hearing of it, man. Yeah, that's you know, what I get for being out of town for well, a couple weeks. Yeah, you were gone. I was gone. Like, you know, yeah. it's all good. Well, now we're back. I listened to last week's show. <laughs> How do you have that ready? Yeah, seriously, man. <laughs> what the fuck are you doing in there, Dave? Uh, nothing. <laughs> He's the best. Clearly, you don't have enough to do. 
um, yeah, so um, that sounds great, man. Thank you. It's going to be fun. Uh, hopefully, hopefully we can get it funded and it'll, it'll get off the ground and be a good, a good thing. Cool, man. Well, I think that's it for the Speakeasy this week. Thanks to Kate and Kimmy uh, for coming in the show today. Uh, I, I love Clarence. Everyone, if you can, get your hands on it. Check out uh, Clarence. I mean, it's it's if you love rum, if you love agriculture, if you love like any kind of funky, weird stuff, this stuff is awesome. And it's like it's actually very, very, very interesting, but at the same time, very easy to use. So, yeah. Uh, agreed. Yeah, totally. Katie, so, you, uh, just real quick, do you know by chance if if they've picked it up at Astro Wine and Spirits yet? Astro has it. Yeah. So Astro Wine and Spirits yep. has it for all those who don't live in New York. You know, yep. they do delivery. Uh, so they'll ship it to you. Not every state, of course, but the states yep. they can get it to, you can get it. Yep, they are crushing it too. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm they're certain. awesome. Cool. Well, I look forward to. Uh, this has been a great show, but I look forward to all the stuff we have coming up. And uh, all right, so uh, if you're out there, uh, go to heritageradionetwork.org to the website. Uh, click on the beating heart to donate to the show, so we can continue to bring you shows like this one and all the other cool stuff that we're doing with the. The station, and uh, again, we need a cutting board. <laughs> so yeah, if anyone yeah. out there has, stay tuned. Stay tuned for our registry. <laughs> yeah, the bamboo uh, cutting board. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> All right. Uh, until next week, this has been the Speakeasy. I'm Damon Bolte. My name is Southern Teague. Cheers, y'all. Cheers, guys. Thank you so much. So you don't shun the devil with your rock and roll load. Knows that country music's gonna save your soul. The Thanks for listening to Heritage Radio Network, food radio supported by you. For our freshest content and to hear about exclusive events, subscribe to our newsletter. Enter your email at the bottom of our website, heritageradionetwork.org. Connect with us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at heritage underscore radio. Heritage Radio Network is a nonprofit organization driving conversations to make the world a better, fairer, more delicious place. And we couldn't do it without support from listeners like you. Want to be a part of the food world's most innovative community? Rate the shows you like, tell your friends, and please join our community by becoming a member. Just click on the beating heart at the top right of our homepage. Thanks for listening. <laughs>